Hi, everyone. My name is Gage. Welcome back to another episode of the Girlish Podcast. I'm here with Jay. Hey, everyone. It's me. And today we're going to be tackling the topic of transitioning or just being transgender while in college. Um, For those of you who didn't know, we both pretty much came out around college, like definitely after high school. Um, So going to college in itself is a very overwhelming and complex experience. But adding in the fact that you're trying to transition and many other factors, it starts to get a little bit overwhelming sometimes. Um, So we're basically just going to be talking about our personal experiences being trans and transitioning during that time of our lives. Um, Because like your early 20s and late teens is supposed to be like the years Mm -hmm. that you have fun and you're wild and you're figuring things out. But I feel like it's a lot different for trans people. Uh, So that's kind of just what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, and I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I have a lot to say. I'm even posting a little bit like a video on my channel today kind of about it um, because I'm dealing with a lot right now in terms of school and in terms of how far I am in school. Uh, It's definitely been a tough few. I've been on hormones three years now, and I basically started hormones a semester after I started college. So the whole process has been very difficult. So I'm really excited to just kind of jump into a topic like this because it is important to talk about. A lot of people, um, you know, ask, like, you know, how has your coming out experience been while attending college? I know there, especially now, there are a lot more people coming out in high school and stuff, which I couldn't even fathom doing that because college was extremely hard. And I know how mean people can be in high school. But I think it'll be really cool to kind of share perspectives of being trans and, you know, in the academia. So um, I'm very, very excited to talk about uh, this issue or this topic. I'm very sorry also that we um, we didn't post for like a week and a half. That's mostly on me. Um, I've just been really stressed out with, uh, I was finishing up school or like my, my AA degree. So I was finishing up like a class. So I was dealing with finals and I've also been working every single day. So by the time I get home, I'm, I'm just so drained with like dealing with everything. So we, you know, we, weren't um, on time this week for the podcast. So that's mainly my fault. I'm very sorry. But I'm happy that we're sitting down here today, able to film this for you guys. So yeah, I mean, we can just jump into this topic when um, whenever you want. I think I'm going to start it off. I think we decided that I'd start it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really important conversation to have because um, having to deal with adulting while also simultaneously like starting almost a brand new life. It can be extremely difficult because when you're going off to college and you're on your own, you're like, you're, you're learning how to be an adult. You're learning how to be your own person, but then mixing that with being like a, just a brand new human being, almost like starting fresh. Like for me, it was a semester after um, college. I was uh, taking classes back in my hometown then I just after a semester, I decided to move away and start my transition. So I left and I pushed everyone out of my life. It was a really, really difficult thing for me to do. I had a lot of close friends, a lot of people that were really, really involved in my life. And I had to let them go because I wanted I didn't want anyone's opinions, you know, to be judging me while I kind of went through this hard decision that I had to make. 
So obviously I, I found my doctor, I started hormones and I chose to attend college while also transitioning, which in retrospect, I wish I did wait. I wish I didn't spend a lot of money, a lot of student loans going to school because I ended up going through a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of things were really affecting my mental health. I was outed, so my mom didn't really take the news very well. She didn't get to hear it coming from my mouth. She heard it coming from like other family members' mouth who had heard that I was trans. And so she already had this preconceived notion that it was this awful thing. She didn't even give me the chance to explain it. So it was a, like the hardest time in my life. I, I would still say like, like transitioning. So being in like this awkward, I used to call it the, this awkward metal stage where like I was identifying as a male and now I'm transitioning to a woman and um, I'm in this like almost awkward, my hair is growing out. Like I felt really uncomfortable being around people and then also having to attend classes, dealing with at home issues, having to work because I had no money. Like my mom completely stopped supporting me whenever I came out. So I was, I was genuinely like on my own, learning how to grow up, learning how to be myself and then attending college. So it was like a really stressful time. I went a semester to, to school and that was like half time. So if you guys don't know what that means, you can like, whenever you're, a lot of people are first starting to transition, doctors recommend that you're full-time, meaning like you're full-time presenting or like presenting as a gender that you are. And for me, I was only half time. So I was only like half of the time presenting as the gender that I was. So when I went to school, I wouldn't dress like femininely. I would just kind of put on a baggy uh, sweater and um, just regular pants. And I just, I didn't want anyone to like, or any professors to discriminate at me. I just kind of hid myself. And then so after that first semester passed that I had come out, I, I was transitioning to be more full-time. I was transitioning to, you know, be more of myself. And I was really worried about people bullying me or people being awful to me. I just, and I know that it's a progressive place. A lot of college campuses, campuses can be very progressive. But for me, I was really, really nervous just about what other people would think. So I spent a year, so I think I took two semesters where I was taking online classes and online is very difficult because you don't have, you know, the pressures of a classroom to, you know, keep you on track. So I just kept failing and failing and failing um, because I wasn't, you know, I my, just mentally, I wasn't prepared to, you know, be at school, be attending classes. I kept getting out loans. I kept, you know, getting further and further behind. And it's been such a tough battle for me because I've been really, really, really trying to finish school as fast as I can. And it's officially been four years since I graduated high school. And so I've been watching all my classmates graduate with their bachelor's degree. And this semester, I just received my AA. So it's kind of, it's really hard seeing everyone progress and grow. And yet you feel like you're, I'm, I still feel like I'm so young because my transition just started like three years ago. I feel like I just started living my life. And like you said earlier, I never had like a time to like go out and be myself publicly and proudly. I haven't really felt comfortable doing that up until like these past few months where I actually feel confident in my sexuality and my gender, where I can like express myself in 
a really, really fun way. And actually I can be myself and go out and like party and have fun. But it took a lot for me to kind of come to terms with that. And so because of that, I am very not where I want to be in terms of like my college, like career. And so I've been struggling. I applied to the University of Florida because I really wanted to go there. And they denied me because my grades were really bad throughout college. So uh, it really hurt seeing that because I've been living in Gainesville. I've been watching everyone I know around me, all my coworkers attend this big university that suppose like it's like one of the best in the state. And then I apply and like they deny me and it's, and it's hard because you want to like sit down with someone like that and you want to be like, well, listen, like there's reasons and, and I feel like college never takes into account like someone's like backstory or, or Mm. reasons. Yeah. Like why things might be a certain way. And a lot of times financially, like I've always struggled with like financial aid and stuff because it always goes off your parents' income. And so I cannot, I've tried so hard because I'm an independent person. I pay my own taxes, but whenever I'm doing financial aid, they never allow me to do it under my own taxes. It always makes me do it under my mom's. So having to communicate with my mom when first coming out to get all the FAFSA taxes information was the most difficult thing because I just, I had to like maintain a sort of relationship with her, but also I wasn't speaking with her. It was a, it was like a mess. My, my whole like first few years just was really, really difficult. And so it sucked seeing that I wasn't, you know, accepted to the University of Florida because I really, really did want to go there. I applied for a um, marketing degree. I wanted to do like, I've been, I've been looking at jobs a lot lately in like, you know, bigger cities and areas and marketing, like social media marketing, a lot of stuff like that is very, very popular. And I was thinking like, maybe I can get into that mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, I kind of already do it for like my YouTube channel where I've marketed myself. I've gained a small following. I have like experience working around social media. So I thought it'd be like a good fit for me. And it just didn't work out to what I wanted to be. But recently I applied to the University of Central Florida, which is in Orlando. And I'm waiting to hear back. I have good hopes because I went over the requirements and I just, I think that uh, they are gonna accept me, but I'm still waiting. My high school has to send over the transcripts and then so I'll probably know within the next few weeks. But yeah, it's been difficult kind of being, you know, trans coming out, starting off my journey as like an adult and, but feeling so far behind from everyone else. But also, I don't know, it's like, it's a, it's a weird thing having to go through. And I don't know if your story is like similar or has, you know, similar aspects to it, but it's definitely a like a really, really hard process to go through and just kind of feel comfortable in, I suppose. Yeah. I actually think there's a lot of similarities in our stories, mostly pertaining to like being really early in your transition. And I know you talked about like a lot of doctors prefer you to be full time, like before they can subscribe you hormones or prescribe you hormones. And I kind of, I don't know if this is bad, but I kind of lied to my doctor because I was definitely not full time (laughs) when I went to get my to, to my endocrinologist appointment yeah um like I was literally like a month after coming out I was like so gung-ho about starting my transition so I didn't start anything I was like zero time yeah like, same for shift. me so I basically lied to get hormones um 
but I, I graduated in 2013. I'm really fucking old. I get it. Um, so 2013, I graduated. I got a scholarship to go to um, Seattle University, which is where I grew up in Washington. It was a really good school. Um, so the scholarship was really fun. It was literally probably like two weeks before I was going to be moving into the dorm. And I was just like, I don't think I can like go to college right now because I was questioning my identity at that point. And I had already like had been set up to live in a dorm room with two other guys. And I was like, I don't know how comfortable I'm going to be going to college first of all second of all living with two men that I don't know or two guys that I don't know when I am questioning a lot of things about my identity and I don't think that's a good idea so I kind of like disguised it to my parents as if I was unsure about what I wanted to do with my future because uh, at the at that moment I got accepted into college for forensic science so I wanted to be a forensic scientist pretty much my whole life um, so I did a lot of studying around criminal justice and biology and all of that so that's what my life was supposed to be and probably what my life would be if I didn't decide to transition but I basically decided that I I couldn't go to college at that point in my life I wasn't ready so I told my parents and luckily they were supportive like they were a little bit disappointed because they both went to college and they wanted me to go to college and I was going to a good school and I had a scholarship. So like everything was lining up for me to have a good future. But I like I just wasn't at that point because I had my transition and my identity putting like so much pressure on me that it was making me put all of this on hold. Like that's how big it was. That's how big of an impact it had on me. Like I gave up all of just so I could figure it out. Um, so I didn't go to college I took fall quarter off didn't do anything and then in winter quarter I applied for a community college Uh, I was still studying forensics and criminal justice so I went to community college for a year studying the same thing I would have studied at college my plan originally was to go to community college and then transfer after I got my AA and do my last two years in Seattle, which is what my original plan was. Um, But that first year of community college is when I started to figure out my identity. I came out as trans. And then after that, I started to kind of transition on the down low. So I guess my sophomore year of college, I was still in community college, but I was like transitioning, but still presenting as male in school. Um, So people still address me as male. I still went by male pronouns. I dressed like a male. But every day I was taking hormones and I was actively growing up my hair and trying to build my wardrobe um, so that eventually, like the next year or the year after that, I'd be able to go to college comfortably as myself. Um, So I was transitioning at the beginning of college, my first two years in community college, I was still presenting as male, but transitioning slowly. And then after community college, I took another year off to actually start my transition and to start presenting as female. And 
um, like dressing differently, growing out my hair, trying out makeup, all of that, like switching my pronouns and all of that. That's when I applied to get a name change to remove my middle name and to get my driver's license updated. Um, so I had all of that stuff situated during that year break from college. And then after that, I applied to the University of Washington, which has an, three different locations around the state um, and one that was closer to me. So I decided to go there. And when I applied there, I actually switched my major, which I feel like is a completely another topic that we can talk about. Um, but basically, I switched my major from forensic science to human rights because I feel like a lot of trans people, when they start transitioning, they get really into like social politics and being an yeah. advocate and doing right for the community that I was like obsessed with like being a role model and like working for nonprofit organizations and all of that and helping trans people. Um, so I went into human rights because that's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, and then by the time I actually started at a real university, I had already been a couple, like a year and a half in my transition. So I was comfortable with presenting as female and because of the nature of my classes, like I was in a lot of women's studies and gender classes, like even if somebody clocked me or knew that I was trans, it was in a space where I was with other students of the LGBT community or people that were educated on how to speak to people with different gender identities and how to talk about sexuality and all of that. So I kind of like use my major as a way to make myself feel comfortable in college, if that makes any sense. Um, so I did that. And like you were saying, like, I still felt very young. Like at this point, I was like 21 or 22 when a lot of my classmates were like 18 or 19. So I was older, but like I felt I felt like I was younger because I was just starting like this really exciting point of my life where I was like yeah. a early 20 year old who just got into like partying and going out and doing all this crazy stuff. Um, so that was difficult because I knew like I was at a point in my life where I needed to get my shit together and starting start to be more serious. But this at the same time, I was like really interested in going out to the club like every night and having fun and stuff like that. So that was really difficult to navigate during the time. Um, but yeah, so uh, basically my college story started off kind of slow. I didn't really present as myself until I was comfortable in a comfortable place in my transition. Um, basically changed my whole major to kind of complement the way that my identity and my whole journey was going at the moment. Do I regret it? I would, I'm not going to lie. Yes, I do honestly regret changing my major. But like I said, that's like a completely different topic. Um, but yeah, so it was pretty much the biggest issue was just trying to get your education and be serious about your future. But also, like you just, you're learning so many things about yourself and you're in this really exciting period of discovering things but you kind of have to compromise on which one you want to or which one has more value to you because like do you want to have fun or do you want to focus on your future that was like the biggest thing for me yeah I think and I going back up to what you said I am I agree 100% with the it's frustrating like I feel like it's 
like being a part of the community, being part of the trans community when coming out, I feel like it's almost pressured like on us to like be as political as possible, be as like be an ad as much of an advocate as possible. And like, it, it's a good thing and, and I agree, but like, I don't think we necessarily have to devote our lives to advocacy because we're trans. No, definitely not. Like at the end of the day, like I, we're just women and we're that's, that's all that it is to it. And I think a lot of times, a lot of trans women, a lot of trans men, a lot of just trans individuals can kind of get stuck in this idea because it's so easy to talk about yourself. So advocating for for our community, it seems like it's like such an easy like almost like path that you want to go down. And for me, I even struggled with that. Like I, I've changed my major so many times because I'm like, do I want to go into like a women's studies type of like degree and, um, you know, study gender, study like women politics and like go into advocacy. And a part of me like really would love that because it's like, it's easy for me to talk about because I've, I've, I've lived it. I've made so many videos and it's really important to me. And um, I, I think it's, it's, it, it is really important. But like, I'll go back to like, I always like find myself because I, I like grew up with like music and I'm, I'm so in love with music. And when I first started school or when I first started college, I had all intentions of transferring and doing my best to get into music programs and try to get a music degree to become a music therapist. And I really wanted to do that. And, um, but throughout transitioning, you know, I've, I started reevaluating things and I'm like, well, you know, what if like, because a lot of music therapists will go to like chronically ill children and like play them music or like older like people in like retirement homes or like like a, a hospice place and like help people with like dementia and play music for them and it, it sparks stuff and, and like brings stuff to the brain and a big part of me was like well if i transition like like a parent's not gonna want their like their like daughter or their son like their kid to be around a trans person like, or like this old person is not going to want like a trans person singing to them. So I like justified myself, like not doing things I wanted to do because of my transition. So I was like, well, like, yeah, like I, I can't like, and I even thought about teaching, but I'm like, like parents don't want their kids to be taught by a trans person. And mm -hmm. it's like this internal, like, it's not, I wanted, maybe it's like, it's somewhat like an internal, like transphobia. I'm like battling, I'm battling through that, but I, it's mostly just, you know, hearing the things that I've heard, you know, reading like a lot of comments that I see, especially living in Florida and knowing what a lot of people think, it's terrifying. Um, in high school, I remember there was like a rumor that Spider-Man, um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man might be gay because he like he said it like he would be fine if Mary Jane was a boy. And I had a teacher that was like, how could I show my kids this? Like she was telling us that and I was in, I was like in ninth grade, I think, or maybe I was in 11th grade. It was one of those years. And I remember hearing that and I'm like, wow, it's like, it's 2013, 2014, whatever year it was. And like, how, how are people still, how do people think this way? So it always terrified me to go into like a position. So I've jumped around, jumped around, jumped around, trying to find, you know, a best place for me to maybe do like the best of both worlds where I can advocate, but also do something I love in an artsy way. So I'm, I'm trying to find this balance because I do want to be a big advocate as, as much as possible, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to find like a nice balance of like loving myself to next to know that like, it doesn't matter what other people think um, about me. Like, um, and at this point, I, I feel like I'm impassable to an extent where a lot of people just don't even like know. So mm -hmm. it, it is like, um, 
it's one of those things that can be really hard, like understanding, like having to determine your future, like just coming out and then having to determine your entire future after that. And it's like, I haven't even had time to discover, like understand myself. Like, how do I have to like know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? There's a lot of pressure on that. So yeah, it's, it's so stressful. And um, yeah. So right, I applied to a creative writing degree at UCF because I'm like, well, with that, maybe I can, I, I started writing for a website a few years ago. I ended up stopping because they changed the direction of the site and I had a lot of fun. It was like a music reviewing website. And I was like, well, maybe if I like get better with English, I can like do like future projects where I can write, do some advocacy stuff. But also if I wanted to like do more of like a, like a music reviewing style of like writing or anything like that, like I had the option. I just want to get better at a craft so I can pick and choose what I want to do with my future. But it's hard. It sounds like really sad and it is sad, but you do have to sacrifice a lot of things in order to transition and be the person that you want to be. Like, like we were saying, I feel like we would both probably be a lot farther in our careers and in positions of power and stuff like that if we didn't transition and put stuff on hold um but because we had to transition like it was a necessity for both of us I feel like mentally and physically like it it puts you back a couple years because you have to give yourself that time to learn who you are and I think it's hard like constantly thinking like I do sometimes think about like what what my life would be like either if I didn't transition or if I was just born cis and I didn't have to do with this like I think about how I could possibly be a lot richer than I am right now or be in a better position or live somewhere completely different or just a lot of things about my life would be a lot different if I didn't have to vote like two and a half years of figuring out who I was I, I mean I'm still figuring out who I am but like it's that giant gap where you're trying to figure out who you are when everyone else around you is like working towards their goals and their future because they had all that time to figure it out when they were in high school or something but when we were in high school like we were still going through the motions but at the same time we were like our mind was somewhere else just thinking about how can I go to college and get the career that I want but also like come out and finally be the person that I want to be when they both take so much time to build towards like you have to pick which one is more important to you at the time and go after it that way and it sucks that we have to do it that way but I think I mean I'm happier for sure I can't imagine what my life would be like if I didn't transition but I just know that in terms of like my career and all of that I would be a lot farther than I am now yeah it's it like like you I had a I had a full or not a Florida scholarship but I had a partial scholarship for the music program at the school that I was um, attending back in my hometown and I was really excited because I just wanted to like learn as much as I could but I ended up turning down the scholarship because um, I just needed to think a lot about my life and I feel like students we don't get we I feel like we don't get that chance to just I feel like there was like almost a mandatory like year off where you know kids can like rest from school and understand the next step of their life like like and you can you can take that like you can take that year off you know there's not there's not a rush but I think like 
like society has this like built in you that you know you have to like have a degree by like this certain age so there's just like this like just system that I feel like we're all playing in where it's like you go to high school you go to college you get your degree you have you know get married have kids and like that's your life and sometimes it's not just it's not that black and white it's not that simple like you know we're going through things except especially in a society where like social media is like rapid like mental health is 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 so important today and you know a lot of people are learning things more you know trans people people in the lgbt community uh we're coming to you know in a more accepting era so like we're all growing and understanding what it means to be ourselves and it can be it can definitely be tough when having to deal with the reality of growing up and adulting like I look back at like who I was before transitioning and I I can't even recognize myself. I I can't, I can't even Mm -hmm. imagine that like who I used to be is the same person I am today. Like, and I know that's like, I'm obviously the same person and I'm not trying to say like, I'm magically this new person, but like, I don't remember, I like, maybe I like blocked out a lot, but like, it just doesn't feel like me. It really feels like I'm like this brand new person and like, I'm only like three years old. Like I know it's so weird. Yeah, it, it's 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 really crazy to just just think that like that that you know like cis people have it so lucky because you know they develop over time. But like for us, it's almost like we have to learn everything so fast. Like I don't know the battles of 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 just adulting, going to school learning about your, you know, like, be, like, growing into your femininity if you're a trans woman, and, yeah. like, like, understanding the implications of every decision that you make, all in such a short time period, it's, it's, like, definitely, like, such a, a mindfuck, especially when you're, like, so young, impressionable, and vulnerable, it's hard, it's really, really, like, hard and scary, but, like, luckily, we survived it, I mean, for the most part, I know things might not be as, you know, easy or, at like what we wanted them to be initially and, it, and mm-hmm. it's, it sucks but i think we're we still like are one of the the lucky ones where we were able to come out on top you know i'm still attending school i still have hope for myself that I, i'm gonna finish i want to finish i want to say that i did it all on my own without any help from anyone and that i was able to push myself and be the first person in my family to actually get a degree so like i, I want to do that for myself yeah like you were saying, it's like we discovered ourselves and then realized that, oh, that was like not, we're wrong. Like, this is not who I am. And then we had to basically start all over. Yeah. And by the time that we're starting over, everyone else already has it figured out. So, like, it's easier for them to go into the world and do what they need and to succeed and to get all these opportunities. And we have to start from square one. And at that, that point, like, we're in this pivotal like moment in our life where we're starting to do things and we just have to put it on hold but I do agree we are us who are like lucky in the sense that we are still like alive first of all <laughs> we're still breathing um, like we have houses over our heads we have people who care about us and good relationships but it's so hard obviously but yeah. it, it just sucks knowing that you're not as far as you can be or might have been if you didn't but I also don't like thinking about that because it's like just a negative energy that I don't need in my life yeah 
it's easy to dwell in the past when you like transition because because there's a there's ba- there's two lives there's two two roads you could go you could have went down and then you chose the road that you knew would make you happier but also you lost so much that of what you had and what you built your whole life around so yeah. it's definitely you that you're gonna you're gonna mourn the a life that you you had and i think that's normal and that's something i'm learning to accept and understand too is like mourning who i used to be but understanding the reason i am who i am today is because of that that step that i made that big step and it and as hard as it might be the best thing is just to to understand that you know um we are who we are and it's just that's just how it's going to be and it, and it's okay to have you know like sadness over over that loss but in the end you know it it, it made us a better version of ourselves and it can be hard looking back and it can be like it's really easy to regret but you know the best thing to do is just move forward and keep pushing forward and so i think that's what we're both you know trying to do and have done pretty well i'd say me too yeah, yeah. like i'm i'm definitely not sad. i don't really miss the person that i used to be because i think i am an upgraded version of who i am it's just like everything else that kind of gets me down like i mean i don't I live in LA now. I want to be rich. I want to be successful because it's hard to live here. I don't have money to do anything. Yeah. Um, I just like, I'm always thinking about how my career would have been different if I went down a different path, but I know that I made mm-hmm. the right choice. I'm not, I don't regret anything and I'm not questioning if I should have transitioned or not. It's just, it's hard to not think about it sometimes because yeah like especially when you have a goal for your future like my career goal was the same from like first grade to when I was a senior so it's weird to see your life not actually follow that path that you chose and you kind of feel like you failed in a sense because you're not doing it but it it was a choice like it was a voluntary choice that I made to not pursue that so it's not like I failed I just decided to go in a different direction yeah definitely and and I'm in the same where like I, I definitely don't like like miss the the person I was but I miss the things that I had like exactly. I had say I had stable relationships I had, I had friends I had family and I had I was in a band I was making music I was having a lot of fun in it and the first time in my life where I was like I was that content with like the the relationships that I had that I that I built and then I had to let it all go I had to change directions of my life and that's what's difficult it's kind of looking back on like the what ifs um but in the end I like yeah we stand taller and I'm very happy about it um but I had a, a question because I wrote it down just randomly because I was thinking about something that happened to me but do you have any like awkward situations that happened to you in college like maybe if it was like like you had to come out in the classroom if you're doing a project or if you had to like, like I outed myself once in college because we were talking about like trans issues and stuff and like the people in the classroom that supposedly knew the most and like were talking a lot um they were wrong and I was just, like, getting fed up with it. I was like, okay, like, some of the stuff that you say is right, but it's also wrong. And I feel like I probably have the best knowledge out of everybody in this classroom. And if I don't say anything, I feel like not contributing and doing the best that I can. 
So I outed myself. I said, like, I am actually trans. And well, basically, they were talking about like um, hormone replacement therapy and like everything that works. And they were just getting a lot of like tiny things incorrect about what changes when you're on hormones or what you have to do in order to get. So I was basically like, well, I started transitioning so and so years ago. And this is the process that I went through and all of that. And that was kind of awkward. Because, like, you know, in college, like, when you come out with people that are, like, liberal or, like, supportive of the LGBT community, like, everyone comes up to you like you're a celebrity. They're like, honestly, I am just so proud of you and all of the stuff that you've done in your life. Like, it's so inspiring. Like, that's how everybody was coming up to me. And I was like, okay, it's really not that. I'm just a normal person. Oh, I just like that. you are. Just, like, so I'm, not, I'm not Jesus Christ. Oh, and that's so frustrating when people are like, oh my God, like you're so brave. Like, you know, yeah. like, thank you. Or like, like, I don't know. It's frustrating when people like act like you're this like holy person because you, you're going through this experience. It's nice to have people like back you and like want to support you. But like the best thing to do is just shut the fuck up and just, like, and just like, let us live our lives. And like, cause it's, it's, we're not brave. We're not any different than any other person. We just were faced with an uncir- unfortunate circumstance that we had to adjust with like on ourselves on our and on our own paths but yeah like that's so frustrating when like especially when like cis people want to talk for trans people and like i can imagine a situation like that or like you had to out yourself that'd be so uncomfortable and annoying yeah but in my ideal world i would come out as trans and then the person i'm talking to would be like oh that's cool and then we just move on like that's all it has to be yeah, like when there's dwelling on on your your identity, then it just makes it makes it uncomfortable. It makes it a hard process. Yeah. Like the best way to accept one another is just accept each other, and then not like not even not even ask questions. Like if you have questions, educate yourself on your own time. It's not something that we have or necessarily should do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's an ideal world. So I mean, we're still working towards it. I had in my I had a classroom that was it was a journalism classroom. I was like really excited because I'm like I think I want to be a journalist. This was when I was changing my degrees a million times. I took a journalism class, and the professor was an interesting guy. Um, he didn't he never was he never said anything mean to me or anything like that. I didn't have a problem with him, but we had an assignment where we had to basically write a story about another classmate, like write like like about their lives and just kind mm-hmm. of they are and then so I'm like well this is gonna be fucking fun because I wasn't out to anyone I'm just like sitting in class like and I didn't necessarily have to say that I was trans but like we were kind of like we were talking about ourselves and like writing notes about each other and then I don't know I just was describing myself saying how I used to be in bands and stuff like that but then I felt like if I didn't say I was trans I was just kind of lying about who I was and I was I was purposely avoiding that big issue about me and in retrospect I probably wouldn't have said that I was trans or anything like that but when we were interviewing each other I just sounded so boring I don't know I felt like it was like what would make me more interesting like what can like I say to like just like make me more like interesting or like I was feeling bad for like lying or like not saying that I was trans and I was like this will make her story really good and I'm sure she'd make a, a decent grade on it and then so having to explain someone your identity in like like 10 minutes 15 minutes 
about mm-hmm. hormone replacement therapy, about how like like it's inappropriate to ask people about surgery. I don't know. Like having to educate someone in 10 minutes about like gender identity was yeah. not what, yeah, it was a difficult thing. And so we had each other's numbers, but she didn't text me one time. The only time she interviewed me was in class. That one time she didn't ask me about anything else. Mm-hmm. And so she wrote the paper and I read it and I was it was awful like like yeah because like obviously like she's and I can't fault her because she wasn't she's not educated in trans like people so she doesn't know like transgendered transsexual like she doesn't know like there's certain things that are just like out of of date or things that are incorrect and so like it was it was like a such an awkward situation because I read it and I'm like okay cool and like but, you know, we were turning the papers in when I read it. So I didn't even, like, I didn't even, like, I couldn't correct her. It's like she turned it in. I don't know what she got on it. Um, but it was kind of embarrassing because, um, and I know I shouldn't feel this way, but I, at the same time, I just kind of want to live my life and not have to think about my identity 24-7. So, like, now I was like, okay, well, I just came out to her. She wrote a paper about me. I came out to my teacher and then that's not where the story ends as much as I wish it would end there. Then um, afterwards, he was like, okay, we're going to peer review the papers. Oh, so, no. So it's like you're another kid in the class is going to grade the paper. So someone else got the paper where I came out and she like wrote about me being trans. And then so like three people in that classroom knew that I was trans by the end of it, which was like, it's annoying no one said anything to me about it I mean it was whatever but it was just still like uh, it's like when it's out of my control and the reason they know I'm trans is like this incorrect like phrasing of who I am and like a short synopsis of my life it was like really frustrating and I wish I had her paper I wish I could read it um because I I I forgot a lot of I just remember it being so problematic but Yeah, that was like a fun situation that happened. And um, yeah, it can definitely be difficult in like in classrooms, like coming to like coming out to people because it's such like a a personal thing that I just I don't like to just pre like if someone asks, I'm not going to lie and say I'm not trans, but I'm not going out of the way to tell everybody. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, my God, that reminds me. I was in a class. I think it was I don't remember exactly what the title was, but we were talking about Rachel Dolezal, basically. That's a bitch that thinks she's white, right? She's no, black, but she she's thinks white. she's black, yeah. Yeah. So, like, we were talking about her. And then somebody in the class was like, is this, like, the same thing as being transgender? And I literally lost my shit. And I was like, do not put Rachel Dolezal in the same category as us because, no, that's not what it's like at all we should do a whole episode so I basically, of like... like went on this long rant in class about how they're different and i was fucking pissed off but like i looking back i think i kind of overreacted because like you said like the girl that wrote the paper about you like a lot of people don't know and it's it's like we're going into a new era where we should be educated on certain things but a lot of people don't know and it's not the best idea to just blow up on them but i was just like really pissed off in that moment and I was like kind of a big SJW social justice warrior crazy bitch and I wanted to fight everyone that said something wrong so yeah that just reminded me when you were talking 
Yeah, it's that's it's so annoying. We should do an episode where we like talk about like like um, trans ageism or like trans culture or transracial. Yeah, that's what and I was. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Because like it's oh oh my god, it's like a lot of people want to like say, well, if trans people can exist, and this can be a real thing. I know, and it frustrates me because it's like the same argument where where people are against gay marriage. And they said, well, like, if we can't stop here. Like, if, if gay people can get married, then people can, you know, you know, be with little kids. Or, like, people can, like, you know, bestiality that can be okay. That pisses me off so like, and, Yeah. And it, it's so fucked up. I watched the, I think it's Jubilee is the name of the YouTube um, uh, channel. And, like, they did, like, uh, where they talked about, like, sexuality. And it was, like, Christians versus, like, atheists or something. I don't know. And they were just kind of talking about this. And this one girl, this woman, she was saying that, like, 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 you know, where do you draw the line? Like, can, can like, like, like men be with little boys? And it's like, and it, and it's so frustrating because people will think that people will, like go to the most extreme like thing, and and like try to equate it with the LGBT community when that's, that's that piss it pisses me off so much, and I don't know, it makes me mad. So when anytime I hear like people try to excuse like trans ageism or transracial people, like it's frustrating because that shit happens all the time where it's like trying to justify something that isn't okay, and by by like bringing also trans people down, it's it's frustrating. But that yeah. can be for another episode. We can that is go another on. episode. I could go on and on and on about that. Yeah, um, but with that being said. Um, did you have any issues when it came to like using the restroom? Was that like, how did your, cause I know a lot of people like ask this question in terms of like school where they're yeah. like, you know, like there, it's always a big word on like what restroom that they use. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's definitely been something that I was really hard for me, but I want to know your, like your thoughts or like what you ended up doing. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I didn't really start to present in public until I was comfortable with the fact that I could pass well enough to not be clocked by people. So I didn't really start using the women's restrooms until I could comfortably go in without like getting weird stares or anything. Um, But I would never like poop in them. I don't know. The weirdest thing, like I'm comfortable going into the bathroom, but I'm uncomfortable about how much noise that I make in the bathroom because like obviously men and women pee differently and like the sound that your pee makes when it hits the toilet differs depending on what type of baggage you have downstairs. So like I was always horrified of like peeing because I didn't know if my pee was like quiet enough. I didn't know if it was loud enough. I didn't know if the stream or like the trajectory of my pee hitting the toilet was like female enough. That's, that's literally so weird. I don't know why. That's no, that's that. so funny. But like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm literally like that. Like, I do the exact same thing. Like, like I, I constantly just overthink anything. If I'm in the restroom, I'm always worried. I always like try and tuck my feet in because I'm like, oh, they're gonna know I'm trans because my feet are fucking gigantic. I'm fucking bigfoot in the women's restroom, and so I like, I like, I try to like suppress like a cough or like, I, or oh like make sure like I don't sound like a like a fucking dying like old ass man. So yeah. I, I, it always it stresses me out because like yeah, I'll like notice like my pee. And then so I'll sit there. If someone else is in the restroom, I'll hold my pee until they leave. 
or I'll listen to their pee and or if they're making loud noises that's when I'll allow myself to pee so Same. like they're not so like yeah, like sometimes I'm trying to be really quiet and then the bitch next to me starts peeing like a waterfall and I'm like okay obviously I can not I don't have to be completely silent so I do that all the time like gauge your peeing off of everyone else that's peeing next to you I also I feel like women make more noises than like men in the restroom. They like, do. Like I always hear like I always hear women fart in there. I always hear women. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> like they're just like they're like when they pee, I feel like it's really loud. So and I but I don't so I don't know why I overthink my pee or why like um, I like overthink the sounds that I make when people Same. are just going in there to do their business and get out. But like it's like literally that those little things like I like I can't if I go in the restroom with Emily, I won't talk. I, she'll ask me, she'll talk to me. She's like, Jay, Jay. And I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you. I'll stall over and have everyone be like, oh, a fucking man is in here. With me. <laughs> like that, like those things terrify me. Cause I'm like, I don't know how people are going to react. Like I'm in fucking Florida and they're going to, they're going to kill me here. But I've never had a bad experience where someone has like clocked me in the restroom or said anything like bad about me. I, um, I typically, if I can, I, I just like gender neutral bathrooms. Cause I just I like yeah, prefer, I, prefer, I prefer one stall anyways. It's just the space is better, and I just I like kind of like being on my in my own like area. But I mean I'm not really afraid to go into women's restroom unless I'm leaving the gym. Then I'm afraid to like go to the restroom of the gym because I'm a hot ass mess. I don't want people to see like my sweaty ass like man face just in the rest. Like that terrifies me. That like I'll get mm-hmm. caught in, like a gym. But typically if I have to pee, I'm gonna go to the women's restroom. I'm like. If I do get clocked at this point, then like, it's just, it's just, it's their fault. And it, it'll never be my fault. If someone gets mad or uncomfortable that I'm in the restroom, that's on them. That's internalized dealing that they have to go through. But like me going in there to pee, I know my intentions. I know I'm not going to harm anyone. And it's so frustrating that people are, are like that. People are constantly like using the debate to make trans people not go to the restroom as like, oh, like any man can just walk in there and like rape a little girl. Yeah, I and it's know. like well, no, no, rape is still illegal, um, but and I don't know, it, it frustrates me because like that's not how that is. Mm-hmm. Like, like think about when you go to the restroom. Like, are you looking at other people? Or are you like 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 you're going in there? You're using your the restroom. You're getting out. It's nothing more than that. So whenever it's like politicized and tried to make this big deal, like can like trans women use the restroom or can trans men like use the men's restroom, like. Like, it's just, it's annoying, because, like, we're all just in there for the same reason. Yeah, if I could have exactly. it my, yeah, if I could have it my way, I think every Russian should be gender neutral. I think, I think we over, I think, the idea of what a bathroom is. I don't know, we've, we've sexualized, like, women to the extent where it's like, oh, like, God forbid they're fucking using the restroom. Also, and- something that pisses me off is that like women's bathrooms have a lot more privacy than men's bathrooms like their stalls rather than urinals so you would think like hypothetically speaking if a predator wanted to go into a bathroom i highly doubt he would go into the women's restroom there because everybody's in a stall you can lock the stall whereas in a men's bathroom you can use a urinal and literally peek over and stare at somebody's genitals while you're peeing next to them like it doesn't make yeah. any sense to me and if i if a, if there's a predator that's actually trying to get like a, a little girl 
like a bathroom law letting them like that's not going to stop like that's not going to stop them it's not going to stop them and they're not going to go out of their way to dress up like a woman like they're just going to go in there yeah and it's like frustrating because like people think yeah it's it's annoying and um i just i just think we need to just ease up on that a lot of people need to just just think like when you use the restroom what do you do great that's what trans people do yeah just go in and get out literally yeah but um, yeah, I have never experienced any sort of like discrimination or anything like that. And it's really, I'm really happy. Like, like I, I, I do still freak out. Like it's definitely like an issue where I get really scared all the time. But I mean, overall, I'm not really freaking out. And typically if you were to use the, like the women's restroom, if you're a trans woman or vice versa, then I really don't think people are going to make that big of a deal. And if they do, then like I said, that's literally, that's on them. That's mm-hmm. their issue that they have to work through. You're in the place that you're supposed to be. And um, luckily there are laws like not in Florida, but in my county, Alachua County where I live that protect trans individuals mm-hmm. uh, and like their, their use and the, like the public restrooms. So okay. I'm, I'm in a lucky place that I'm, I'm at. So I, I am fortunate in that sense, but um, I, I recommend that, you know, we just kind of should all just ignore a lot of like, what is so popular to discuss like on the like online where you hear a lot of people being so hateful against trans people just ignore that because that's such a small minority i feel like a lot of people are pretty accepting towards us allowing us to use the restroom i agree but yeah i mean with that being said i think that's that pretty much sums up our you know our whole discussion about you know, restroom, I mean, about restroom, restrooms. And I know, stuff. it seems like that was our topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, just like college and stuff like that and education. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I mean, we've, we've pretty much said all that we can say. Do you have anything to add? I don't. I just want to go back to something I said earlier when I said that you have to make sacrifices and I don't want that to be misconstrued as like, you have to like put everything on hold and give up everything just to transition like you don't have to it's just I feel like rearranging your life is more of an accurate representation like you have to figure out what is most important to you at the moment and if it's transitioning then you have to do what you have to do to figure it out Um, doesn't mean your life is over after you figure it out you might be a couple steps behind but you can still eventually get to where you want to be and it, it doesn't have to be always a negative thing, I don't think. Because transitioning is definitely not a negative thing. It's very positive if if it's a right fit for you. Yeah, I 100%, a million percent agree on that. And yeah, with that being said, um, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I'm really glad that you guys are, stu- t- are tuning in to listen to another episode. We have a pretty like good fan base like right now for it. We have a good following. I have people like message our podcast um, Instagram, uh, which is Girlish Podcast, if you want to follow us there. But I have people messaging me all the time, like, when's the next episode? You know, what's the, when's the next episode? A lot of people wanting to put their input, which is really great because it means we're doing something right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people saying that it helps them or like they can relate to a lot of the things that we talk about. And we're only on our fourth episode. So like, it's really cool to see that we've already have people that are already saying like, like how happy you know they are that we're doing this so i'm really really excited yeah. to create you know create this content for you guys Same. um 
And before I go, I wanted to also ask if you guys would be up for like a, a Patreon for this podcast, because we do record these on Skype and we could theoretically have like a, a video feature if we wanted to. It'd make the audio probably a little less great as it could be, but I, I don't think it'd affect it that much. But if um, I was thinking um, that if, if we in the future wanted to do like a Patreon, would you guys want it? Like we can have like for like patrons exclusive like video like or like our faces like a podcast with our faces talking mm -hmm. on over skype um and we can also have different like tiers where we can share different bloopers because we have some we have a lot of bloopers like we'll try and start a podcast and then uh like when we're starting the episode we like yeah. stumble over things so we're like we oh, mess let's up a lot <laughs> yeah it's really hard kind of navigating this especially being so far away doing it over skype it's yeah it's, it's difficult so um if you guys are interested in like bloopers like different like tiers like that and we would like want to support um us on patreon let us know and then that's something that we'd consider like doing mm -hmm. um and i think it'd be really really fun we i'm i think we're both like kind of trying to do this once a week like this podcast and mm -hmm. i'm very happy i'm i'm thinking that we might even i'm not sure how you feel about it but i don't know if you want to like maybe make like a, a whole youtube dedicated towards the podcast i was just thinking about that because we keep we like we're switching it off like posting it like back and forth on our, our yeah on our own channels and i feel like that'll kind of like i don't want our channels to like be a podcast channel mm -hmm. like exactly yeah, I think it was good to start off to like so people can like see what we're doing and we can also kind of we can get that monetization on the first I know uh, on those episodes. But um, I think we should um, kind of create a channel. It's just difficult like creating a new channel because you need a certain amount of subscribers, a certain amount of view time in order for YouTube to approve you for monetization and stuff like that. So it's definitely going to be a process if we end up, if yeah. we do end up doing that. So I think that's why Patreon is like is in our heads because maybe we can you know create a way that we can like um just gain something out of this podcast that that could help us and in the future yeah. like like i do want hopefully someday my goal is to be in los angeles too and in the future i would love to you know sit down with gage in person and film the podcast it'd be so much better audio wise it'd be so much better like content wise and uh, if you guys um are interested in anything like that just please like feel free to message us uh, you can give us a little, you know, email at girl, uh, girlishpodcast at, at gmail.com. So if you're interested or you can message us on Instagram too. But yeah, with that being said, I think we can wrap up the, the cast. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, stay tuned probably next week for another episode. Probably we're going to be on top of filming the episodes a little closer together now. Um, but yeah, thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed and it helped you or gave you some insight in any way. Yeah. And follow us both on Instagram and on YouTube. Our YouTubes are just our names. If you look J Noel, um, you can find me. And if you look up Gage, you can find her. But not James Charles's ex, the other Gage. No, that's not me, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for watching and we'll see you guys in the next one. Yes. Goodbye. Till then. Bye, guys. I mean, people, because guys is gendering and not <laughs> crap. Oh so. my God, Gage is Bye so. Bye, everyone. <laughs>